0: Greetings, and welcome to the Talk of History podcast. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on us and our personal journey through YouTube as we continue to explore, record, and share our history walks with you. Now, before we get into our main topic, I want to ask for some five-star reviews. Any reviews really would be nice right now, Um, but mostly (laughs) I want you to share this with friends, family, whomever you can think of that might enjoy the Talk With History podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcast, The History Buzz, where we interview folks while chatting about history over a couple of drinks and let the conversation wander where it may. Now, I joked once with Jen, and it was much later in our relationship, that I realized why she likes ghost stories so much. And when you think about it, you may realize why she likes them so much as well. And that's because ghost stories inevitably tell tales of history, tales that are often unexplained. But did you know that one of the most infamous seafaring ghost stories is based on real world events? In a place where we walked. So Jen, why don't you tell us about what we're talking about today?
1: We are gonna talk about the mysterious ghost ship, the Carol Deering.
0: All right. So the Carol Deering now, why why did we decide to to cover the Carol Deering? Give give our listeners a little bit of a backstory on on why we picked this this particular topic and then kind of the the background behind that.
1: Sure, so we went down to Hatteras for spring break with our kids. And while we were down in Hatteras, we were exploring the area and went to a museum there. And it was called the Graveyard of the Atlantic. And when we walked in, one of the first exhibits was artifacts that had been rescued from the Carol Deering. and, They went into the story about this mysterious ship, the Carol Deering, and I didn't think much of it until we were finding out more about famous shipwrecks. Now, it's called the Graveyard of the Atlantic by Hatteras, which is on the outer banks of North Carolina, because there's these shoals there. They call them the Diamond Shoals, but it's basically like sandbars, and they... Are dangerous because you can't see them, and and and,
0: the, and and remind. So for folks who don't know the Hatteras area, I mean that's a very highly traveled area via sea at the time.
1: Yes, I mean Hatteras is. This is the Outer Banks of North Carolina, so this is where like Blackbeard was. This is where Calico Jack was. This is where all these pirates were. It's basically like a land guard of the coast of North Carolina. If you look at a map, it basically looks like this little thin piece of land that's guarding the coast of North Carolina. And that's what the Outer Banks are. And nowadays, they have bridges that kind of connect them so you can drive down them. Now, Hatteras is the farthest southern point, and then you have to take the ferry from Hatteras to Ocracoke, which we did. But Hatteras is where the graveyard of the Atlantic is. And that's where the, the lighthouse is. And that's where this mysterious ship, the Carol Deering basically ran ashore in um 1921.
0: So what's, so what's the remind me of the background of the Carol Deering. Like what was it doing before it crashed on, on the shore and,
1: uh, and all that. Sure. So it actually was a like, I guess a, a young ship. If you want to say young. Uh, Carol Deering was named after the G.G. Deering Company shipbuilding company. His son, the man who owned it, his son's name was Carol. Okay. So th- he named the ship after his son. It's a five mast schooner. So if you look at it, we'll probably put, put a picture up here if you want to see it. But just think of five masts, five large poles on a ship that are all the same height. So a 5 mast schooner, which basically this type of ship is used for cargo. This is a large commer- commercial sailing ship, and that's what it was used for. It was used to carry cargo, and it's it was built in Maine in 1919. For it to be found abandoned in 1921 is basically two years after it was built. So it's not very old for a ship.
0: Yeah, no, it's that, that ship didn't get too much... Uh...
1: Mm-mm. Too many trips. Use. So what was happening is it was going down to Puerto Rico. We well, had come from Puerto Rico to Newport News, Norfolk, kind of where we live now okay. it had loaded up with coal. This is like mid 1920, July, 1920. And it was taking that coal down to Rio de Janeiro. That's right. That's what it was doing. That's right. And it had a captain who was kind of like a war hero. Like he had saved a ship during world war one. Oh, it had been I didn't like, know that. And he had saved a fine mass schooner ship that also, also belonged to the Deering company. And I think that's probably why the Deering company trusted him. Was and now? He, was
0: this, was this the, the first captain or was this the, the, the second first captain? This is okay. the
1: first captain. So as he's sailing down to Rio de Janeiro, um, he gets really sick, and they turn back. Like they get kind of to Virginia, and then he gets really sick, and they turn back to Delaware, and they drop him and his son off. But then they pick up this old captain, um, is like sixty six year old veteran. They pick, and he he captains the Deering. But I mean, he can't. He gets to Rio de Janeiro. He he drops off the cargo, and he gets yeah. there. Um, And then it leaves Rio de Janeiro. So it gets to Rio de Janeiro in like September of 1920. It leaves Rio in December. So you think, okay, it's there in September, October, November. It leaves in December, beginning of December. It stops for supplies in Barbados and it starts to head back. And that's where it gets kind of interesting. Because it's, they, they port a couple times and they, you start to hear, like, the crew wasn't very happy. The captain wasn't very happy.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know. th- th- think about it a little bit, right? They, they had this, like, war hero captain before. He gets sick, yeah. and now they get this crusty old... I think you had even talked about it in the video of... Uh, you know, he was probably set in his ways, right? And he probably, you know, he probably didn't really care too much what they thought. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. You know, he's like kind of Popeye, being like, oh yeah, just give me a ship and I'll, I'll, I'll sail down to Rio and back.
1: Yeah, like when they were in Barbados, I guess like the first mate got drunk, and um, the captain bailed him, you know, got him out of jail, and. You know there was like some talk between the two and he's like i'm gonna get the captain before he gets to norfolk like it was just all this you know people weren't i, I don't know like you said crusty captain crusty captain who just wanted it his crusty way crusty
0: captain and uh, let's be honest like uh, sailors are probably gonna get drunk when they're when they're important <laughs> and, and talk, talk a little smack so that's probably not too out of the norm But no, no. talking about potential mutiny, that's 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 an eyebrow raiser.
1: Yes. Yeah. So so this is where it gets interesting. So the ship was sighted by the Cape Lookout Lightship off of North Carolina, January 28th, 1921. So it leaves, you know, it leaves the beginning of December, hits Barbados. Must It's coming up the eastern shore. And then that's when it's sighting. Um, it's sighted. January 28th, 1921. And the Deering hailed the lookout ship. And the, 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 the lookout ship said there was a tall, thin man with reddish hair and a foreign accent speaking through a megaphone. And he told him the, the vessel had lost his anchors in a storm off of Cape Fear and asked if they could notify the ship's owner, Gigi Deering. And um, the, the light ship lookout took note of this because his radio was out. He wasn't able to report it at the time. But he noticed like the crew was kind of what he's called milling around the quarter deck on the ship. An area where people usually aren't allowed. So like they're kind of... Mill- that's
0: like, a, that's know. such a... that That was one detail that kind of in a weird way stood out to me because it seems so kind of arbitrary like I, I, yeah I, i'm just i'm just weird it was weird to me that this guy who was like you know taking this kind of hey call for help from people that we don't have our anchors it's weird that he noted that but maybe that's just something of the time right of that era that that maybe that was out of the norm I, that was just something that didn't really make sense to me but again that's you know navy ships nowadays are, are, are a little bit different
1: yeah. And so I'm thinking, OK, so if you're not usually allowed on a quarter deck and you're milling around a quarter deck, to me, that means where is the leadership?
0: Sure. Right. Yeah, that's the that's first good- thing
1: I think. Right. OK, so if people who usually aren't allowed on the quarter deck are on the quarter deck and they look like they're not sure what to do on the quarter deck, they're just there because they can be that's like, okay, are they taking advantage of the fact that the leader isn't there? So I wonder if the captain, something had happened to the captain at that point, you know, just because that seems interesting, especially a 66 year old captain, you would think he would hold his quarter deck sacred, right? You guys know, that's
0: no, that's a great point. I, I hadn't actually thought of it in that light. So yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so that kind of made me go. hmm, I wonder what the captain is. Is, but so the following afternoon, um, another ship sees the Deering, and it's on a course that would take it right to the Diamond Shoals, and they saw no one on the ship's deck, and they don't attempt to hail the schooner because they just uh, they felt like they're going to see the lighthouse, um, and they're going to change course. Like so, they're so they see no one on the deck. The ship has a course that's straight for the shoals, but they're like, well, they're going to see the lighthouse and they're going to change course. Well, I guess the ship doesn't change course because it runs aground on the Diamond Shoals, January 31st, 1921. Yeah. And it's sighted at dawn by the lookout at the Coast Guard Station at Cape Hatteras. So right kind of where the lighthouse area is, it's run ashore there. Now, this is January 31st. Now, we had talked about this the vessel is hard aground. So that means it is think about Pirates of the Caribbean when they pull the ship up onto the sand, like it's hard aground. It's not gonna like come back and forth. It it didn't like kind of ease in, right? It didn't kind of just, you know, wash ashore, right? It it sailed ashore. Yeah, it so, was it um, was
0: it was full speed ahead, high tide, yeah. rammed in yeah. there and the tide goes out and it gets stuck.
1: Yeah, and they said all the um, sails were set. So all think of all the five masts; They're all so set.
0: That, that's, that's so weird, right? If you know anything about like Navy and sailing and like if you spent any time, even just a little bit of common sense, like you're not going to be going, think about it if you were driving a car, you're not going to be driving yeah. a car 80 miles an hour, right? Over an area where you know there's possible speed bumps that are just going to send you flying into the sidewall right? That's essentially what they're doing, except that they won't, Mm -hmm. they they wouldn't be able to see the, the speed bumps. And that place, that area is notorious for these shifting sandbars, right? The diamond
1: shoals. Yes. So this is January 31st. They're not able to board the vessel till February 4th. Remember we talked about four days because the, the, the waves and the weather was so bad. No one could get out to it. So it's battered. It's it's hit by waves for four days by the time they get out there, and so when they finally get there, and these are like some of the items that were at the graveyard of the Atlantic, they find everything there, right? But I mean, some of so the two lifeboats are gone, um, the ship's log, the navigation equipment, and the crew's personal effects, and the two lifeboats are all gone the wheel has been shattered the steering equipment is damaged and the rudder is disengaged from its stock but in the galley it looks like they were getting ready to make a meal like food has been set out like it's like so like like you're cutting bread you're getting things ready to make a meal yeah. like it's set out like you're about to make something and, did, and didn't you say do you say
0: there was like cats on board too
1: yeah so the ship's cats were on board and they were eating the food
0: that's yeah
1: and yeah, so they were. They didn't know. Yeah, it was like what? So no crew. They never. So th- this is the mystery of the Carol Deering is they never find the crew. Eleven people. They and, never and, find them.
0: And that and that's so strange too. And if you think about um, when we had been doing these this video, right? We had been talking about kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean and Blackbeard mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and I'll see if I can find this clip, is they talk about, I think it's in the very first one where Jack Sparrow is talking to those two British soldiers that are guarding one of the ships. And they talk mm-hmm. and they say like, hey, have you, have you ever seen a Black Pearl? He's like, oh yeah, it's a, it's the a ship that's you know crewed by the dam that has black, black you know sails and um, they never take any prisoners. They don't ever let anyone live. And at one point, it's I think it's Jack Sparrow or maybe it's one of the other guards that says like, well, if they never let anyone live, how did you ever hear the story yeah so the, and, and to, to the same point of this is like no one I and mean, there's zero follow-up zero whispers of anything that ever happened like the like nobody ever heard from the crew ever
1: ever so there was um so there's been there was an investigation there. so what happened basically after that is they salvage what they can yeah. but it's 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 a hazard because it's right there on the shoals and it's a ground and it's a hazard. So what they end up doing is about a month later, they um, put dynamite in it and blow it up. So they, they salvage as much wood as they can. There's a lot of people who use the wood from the Carol Deering to build things around Cape Hatteras. And like I said, there's a bunch of artifacts in the graveyard of the Atlantic. Like there's like washing basins and things like that and um, China and stuff from the ship. But um, so a lot of that stuff was salvaged, but then they just blew it up. Now, through the years, there's been hoaxes. I think I told you there was somebody who wrote a message and put it in a bottle and pretended to be somebody from the ship. and um, But they found out that that was just a hoax. So theories are hurricanes. So there were some really, really bad storms uh, that night. And not only was the Deering lost that night, but the Hewitt was also lost that night And some people, some people speculate that they made it off the Deering and in the hurricane and made it to the Hewitt just for the Hewitt to sink again with everyone on it. (laughs) So so it's not funny. It's funny. It's
0: it's not funny, but honestly, that one seems almost more viable, like more of a plausible story because nobody was ever heard from. Right. And if nobody's ever heard from, almost guaranteed that they all died. You know, like yes. I mean, that's the only thing to me that makes lo- logical sense.
1: Yeah, where else would you go? And no, no one ever spoke about it again. So, honestly, I think you lose your anchors. They said the steering had been smashed. So I wonder if something happened in a storm. Sure. You know, maybe the rudder came disconnected. Something like that happened, and I think it just ship became just undriveable, unmanageable. Yeah. And so I think that's why they took some personal effects. They took the navigation equipment. And they did try to make a go of it. Um, And I do think by the time they saw the ship sailing hard for the shoals, it was already unmanned. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Because nobody saw anyone on deck and it's going hard for that area. I think it was already unmanned, you know. So I think at that point, maybe they did get rescued or maybe they didn't. Either way, I think with as bad as those hurricanes were, they couldn't even reach in a ground ship for four days yeah. there's no way that little lifeboats would have made it yeah
0: yeah that, that, that's a really good point um and, and this this was kind of a, a fun video to do because we cut in some scooby-doo uh <laughs> scenes for for the video and it was actually perfect because there's like a scooby-doo episode of uh a ghost ship right and so they're investigating yeah. a ghost ship um, oh, because so that, there's that still was, stories,
1: kind of right? There's still yeah. stories. Piracy. I mean, this is still times of, you know, this is the early 1900s, like piracy. There are rum runners. There's people who are running rum back and forth, and they think maybe they came across someone like that. You know, mutiny, of course, is mentioned because of what happened in Barbados, Of course. So you get, because no one knows, there's all these great speculations, right? How ominous is it to see an unmanned ship and to see an unmanned ship like run aground? Like, oh my, that's amazing. Because when you really think about it, if they would have stayed with the ship, they probably would have survived.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Right. Because if the cats survived, more than likely humans would have survived, even if your ship would have been battered for four days you still would have survived on it and um so to see a ship that you probably would have made it if you would have stayed on it with nobody on it and then never hearing from the crew again it becomes a paranormal ghost ship yeah yeah right no that, it,
0: that's this, what the...
1: The, sorry
0: yeah so so th- th- this this was a fun one to to do, to just kind of talk about and learn about because we hadn't really expected. So it was kind of a pleasant surprise as far as our vacation and and just the story itself goes. Um, if you watched again, as I mentioned, if you watched our video on the Carol Dearing, we make light of the mystery with history by interweaving mm-hmm. scenes of adventures with Scooby-Doo and the gang. But remember, this story is based on real world events and was never solved by the simple unmasking of a bad guy. So thank you for listening to the Talk With History podcast and please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast, please share this with them. Especially if you think that today's topic would interest a friend, shoot them a text and tell them to look up the Talk With History podcast because we rely on you, our community, to grow and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Thank you.